0: Hey guys, and we're back at it. We are back at it. So this is video number two of the VA loan process. Uh, the first video, we went over the uh, with six benefits that I saw with the VA loan. I see a lot of transactions anytime I work with a veteran when I go with the VA loan route, and I wanna point out just six things that I really love about that. Uh, today, we're gonna talk about uh, what would happen if you have a veteran that's looking to purchase a home. So if you're a veteran and you're looking to buy a house, and you yourself gonna move into the home where your, your family's gonna move into this house. This is what today's video is gonna be about. Now we can get into uh, the, the the meat and potatoes, as we like to say, of how that is done, but we'll be here all day long. So I promise I will get into certain areas of the VA loan and just spend a lot of time with that. But today we're gonna to go with just the overview of what would it look like as a primary home a veteran okay so we want to start there so uh the first thing i want to talk about is what type of properties that will qualify for a va loan i get this question quite a bit so i want to test that first uh kind of freestyling here a little bit and i just thought about that you know a lot of people want to know what type of property that i can buy so obviously you could buy as a single family residence uh townhome uh condo manufactured home uh multi-unit is like one of my favorites could buy multi-unit with the VA loan. Uh, New construction is another big one. So uh, if you're looking to purchase a home and build that house, either using a company to do that for you. So say there's a development that they're building brand new houses, you could use a VA loan. So everything will still apply with that, uh, with new construction. So to answer those questions, that's what type of homes will qualify uh, for a VA loan. And just remember, this must be your primary residence. So, okay, just want to add that in there. So um, the other thing is I want to discuss is what will a veteran need? If you're a veteran looking to purchase a house, you're going to hear us talk about something called a certificate of eligibility. What well, we like to say COE. We use a lot of abbreviations in the military. So a COE, certificate of eligibility. So it could be done uh, one or two ways. You can request it yourself. You're familiar with ebenefits.va.gov uh, you as a veteran have access to doing the same thing so you can log in and just see if you're qualified so what the is going to do is look at the amount of time that you served in the military and it's going to just determine if you are eligible for the va home loan. So, and if you don't want to request it yourself then of course we can do that i can request that for you all i would need is your dd214 not all cases, but if you have one, make sure you send that to us and we can get that order for you. So your DD-214, if you're a veteran, you know what I'm speaking of, and make sure it is member copy four, member copy four. You see that? Make sure you send that in to us and we'll get that order for you. It's a very short application. Normally it comes back within seconds and then let us know if you are eligible for the VA loan. Uh, like I said, not going to get into a lot of details of the COE and what it is, but if there's another video out there for that. There's thousands of videos that break down how to get a COE, what it what it means, DD214. Today, we're gonna stick with the overview. So have your COE, we'll make sure that you're eligible and we will take that from there. So the other thing would be, is once you go through the pre-approval uh, process and how that works is you, once you turn in all your income documents, so your W-2s, uh your your 1099s your your any pay stubs that you have uh get those sent in your bank statements anything that shows you reserves and your assets once we review all of that we're going to work on getting you a pre-approval letter so the real estate agent is going to need that and your agent is going to thank you for it for sure because that's going to let them know what type of price point that you will qualify for now I want to touch on that uh just just for one second so you may qualify for a 500 six six hundred thousand dollar home does not mean that you want that type of payment so what we're going to do together is work on your affordability like I, I spoke about that in another video your eligibility versus affordability i love the affordability so uh you can afford say you can afford a six thousand dollar payment you may not want that type of payment you may want to go with maybe a 3000 3500 or $4,000 payment. So we're going to work that out. So once that's done, I'm going to issue out approval and send that to you and your real estate agent, and that's going to allow you to go out and start shopping. So the fun stuff, you get to go out and start looking for your house, and the real estate agent would know exactly uh, what type of home you should be looking at. And also, if it's a single family, are we looking at a multi-unit? Are we looking at new construction? There's a lot of different scenarios with that but we're going to ensure that you know exactly uh, what type of home or just if you're looking at single families town homes condos and multi-units we got to make sure that the agent knows that so when they put you in their search engine they know exactly what type of home that you would need that would fit your requirements but that would be done more on the real estate agent side so make sure you share with them what type of properties that we're looking at uh so the other thing would be is uh want to quickly touch is the funding fee. Uh, The funding fee will go back to when we spoke about how you're coming into this loan process with zero money down because the VA is qualifying you and they're going to give you 25% of coverage that they have insured on that loan. So if anything was to happen to that, that particular loan, the VA is going to back us. They back us, right? They're going to back us on that particular type of loan and you will be covered. All right, so that's the funding fee. And that's how all of us as veterans I paid into the funding fee as well. We put this money together and that's how we are able to keep the VA loan program going year by year. So that's what that is for, all right? So like I said, they're gonna cover 25%. So since you're not putting down any type of down payment, we gotta make sure that that VA loan is insured. But there are certain veterans that do not have to pay the funding fee. And I always wanna point that out. If you are receiving any type of uh, VA disability, let your loan officer know. So we can see if you'll qualify. But one of the cool things about the COE on the certificate eligibility, nine times out of 10, that's gonna be identified. So if you're receiving $1,000, $2,000 a month, usually you'll see there's a spot that's reserved for that on that letter. And it will let the loan officer know that you are receiving VA disability. The great thing about the VA disability is the VA funding fee will be waived, and that can save you thousands of dollars. That uh, to eliminate that funding fee, so it won't be attached to your loan. Uh, not going to get too detailed with the funding fee. There's a lot of numbers with the funding fee. We'll save that for a different video. But if you know you're paying a funding fee, I will let you know what that is. And if you are receiving VA disability. I will make sure that uh, we get that waived Uh, so just bring that up like i said we should see that on your certificate of eligibility so we're going to skip along here so after you receive your coe you got yourself approved you out shopping with that real estate agent and now you're ready to put in an offer so there's a couple of different ways you can put in an offer you want to speak with your real estate agent as it pertains to this because there's a lot of different ways you can submit your offer and i want to make sure this is done right but i want you to know what your options are so the first thing we're going to talk about is you can come in at the exact amount that they have listed uh on the market so if you have a home that's listed for 500,000 you can put an offer in for that 500,000 if you wanted to okay that's not going above that's not going below all right so that is an option for you Five hundred thousand exactly, or if the home is on the market for six hundred thousand. You could put in an offer for that amount. There's another way of going in below market value. So if uh, well below the listing price. So if the house is on the market for six hundred thousand, you can offer you know five fifty, five sixty, five seventy. You're probably not going to get the offer, uh, but you want to speak to your real estate agent about that. You know, is it feasible for me to come in with a lower offer in this market? me personally would not advise that but make sure you speak to your real estate agent you don't see that too often uh with someone coming in below asking all right the other way would be going above asking but this works in two different ways so make sure you focus on this if you go above asking say that you're you're they have it on the mark for five hundred thousand, but you need ten thousand dollars of uh, sellers assist okay this is where the strategy comes in you can actually offer 10,000 above asking. So therefore the seller will still give you the 10,000 that you need to cover your closing costs. And they still get the 500,000 that they requested when they listed that property. All right, say that again. So if the property is listed for 500,000, you could go above asking, okay, go above asking, say you need 10 grand, so uh, request 510,000 and see if the seller will be willing to give you $10,000 of closing costs, uh, seller's concessions, what they call that, seller concessions. And that will cover your closing costs, possibly, it depends on the numbers, but you get the you get the idea. Or if you really wanna get the property and not ask for any assist, you could go above asking at that 510 and just say, look, instead of me uh, trying to get this property at 500,000, you could come in at 510 and that's gonna take, take you above and beyond the amount that they had listed. So another way of doing that, but make sure you speak to your real estate agent and ask them what they think is this is a good offer by you doing something like that. Now, the only thing I want to add to that, which is very important, that house must appraise for that higher amount. And a lot of times that part is left out. So if they're asking for 500, but you uh, you said that, you know what? I'm gonna write, I want to write an offer for 510 and the <laughs> appraiser comes in less than that now you got to renegoti- renegotiate that amount because we got to ensure that the home is worth that amount and that's really important because the lender will only go off of what the appraised value would be all right and what means what that means is so say the appraised value comes at 500,000 but your offer is at for 510 so either a the seller going to come down back down to the 500,000 and still give you concessions or they can elect to still request 510 from you because that's what you put on your contract. But you have to cover that difference. So the lender would not give you the loan amount based upon that 510, they would go off of the 500,000. So I just wanna make sure we are clear on that. Uh, And like I said, you can request a seller's assist either A, going above the amount that's uh, requested or coming in at asking and still asking for your seller's assist And the first video I pointed out that you can ask for up to 4% of seller concessions. So that is very important that we remember that part there. So um, I know there's a couple of different scenarios there, but that's the purpose of this video is for you to understand the different strategies that we use when we're looking at these scenarios. So when you come to this uh, type of a thought process, just make sure you reach out to me or your real estate agent. We'll go over the different options again. So you could go uh, at asking, go above, uh, request the seller's assist by you going above that amount and getting that money back or coming in at asking and still asking for seller's assist. But be really careful with the seller's assist because sometimes you may not get it because this market is extremely competitive. But if you need the money, make sure you ask for it because if that's the only way you could get the money, then we have to go that route. All right. So um, those, are, those are the biggest things from the, the uh, perspective of uh, going in with the offer with the VA loan. All right. The other thing would be is what I like to do sometimes. If you really want to get aggressive with your contract, that, well, your offer that you put in, I can call behind the agent and speak to the listen agent and let them know what type of uh, veteran that I have in front of me and that allows me to just really sell my client to them and a lot of times that will really help out the process okay so we're willing to do everything that we can to help you out uh to get yourself under contract because this is it can be tough not always but it can be tough to get on contract these days with our current market the other thing is is with the fluent mortgage we offer something called a conditional approval so uh when we start the approval process I can actually send your documents to an underwriter and have them to review your documents and approve you as is so we can submit a pre-approval letter as well as a conditional approval with that letter to you know to, to, to show the listing agent that you do qualify for the va loan and that will give them some type of relief as it pertains to you being qualified for that va loan so Something else extra that we do here at Affluent Mortgage wanna make sure I add that in there, all right? Okay, the fourth thing I wanna go over is the VA appraisal. So after you get on the contract, the seller says that, look, I wanna sell you the property and we start the loan process. This is where the fun happens. But after the loan process starts, we order the VA appraisal. So today we're gonna to talk about the appraisal. One of the biggest misconceptions that I see a lot about the VA appraisal is that they're extremely tough, and they, uh, they look at every single thing with the home and they're uh, being very nitpicky <clears throat> with that VA appraisal. If the house is in bad condition, a lot of times they're gonna point it out no matter what. So it doesn't matter if it's an FHA loan or conventional loan, they're gonna point these things out. But remember, the purpose of the VA appraisal is to protect the veteran and the lender to ensure that the home that that veteran is buying is not in bad shape or in bad condition. So the uh, listen agent, when they have that property, they just have to do the due diligence to ensure that the property is in good condition. So any type of loan that comes their way, it'll be approved. All right. So when that appraisal happens, if that appraisal ever comes in low, something unique that happens with the VA loan is something called tide water. Tide water is given us as a lender. Heads up on an appraisal before they send the report back to us. So the agent, I mean, not the agent, but the appraiser will call us and say, Look, Gary, I have a, a Todd water in front of me. So the appraisal that you ordered um, is coming in low, and here's why. And that allows the uh, real estate agent to support the uh, the different comps that they use with the appraisal. So if they may use comps that the appraiser may have not seen, or they may have a reason why they use certain comps that the appraiser may not agree with, but they have uh, two days uh, to get that over to the appraiser and allow the appraiser to review that and possibly uh, change their uh, their mind on the value. FHA loans, we can't have that done. The conventional loans, USDA, it doesn't happen, but it does happen with the VA loan. So that's why I look at this as just a great benefit of going with the VA Link because you do have the top order that is there. I don't see a ton, but when I do get a top order, uh, we really get involved. So we help out with the agent to ensure that we're using the proper comps to support the value that is there. Uh, the other thing would be is with the new renegotiation with that. So if the appraisal comes in, say it comes in at $10,000 less. So it, the listing price is at 500,000. And the appraisal came in at 490. So uh, the buyer's agent and the listing agent would get together with the seller and the buyer and come together with an agreement. So either they're going to come down to 490 with the uh, contract or they're going to request the buyer to come up with the additional funds because the seller does not have to come down. Uh, so I just want to make sure we're clear on that. Sometimes people think that, oh, the seller has to come down. No, They don't because if they had a, a cash offer uh, this Conversation wouldn't even happen in the first place. Probably wouldn't been, been any type of appraisal order on this. So it's up to the seller. So if that was a happen, then yeah, you have to renegotiate to, to ensure that we're okay with the uh, the new price that the uh, uh, that came up with the appraisal. So if they come at four ninety, the new appraised value would be four ninety. So the last thing I want to discuss, uh, which is my my fifth uh, uh, item here, is what happens with the VA loan after closing. So you got your new house, you have your keys, you moved in. Uh, what type of options happens with that veteran? So you as a veteran, you can uh, request to have a new loan done, say the rates were to change years later, another year, two years or whatever. Say right now you have a, a 6% interest rate and the market changes and we have the lower rates. The VA loan offers what they call a VA EARL. We like to call it for short. So VA interest rate reduction loan. So that'll allow that veteran to reduce that interest rate without doing a full refinance. Uh, as you know, going through this process, it can be daunting. So this will allow you to go through the VA process without going through a full refinance. So we're going to ask for bare minimum documentation get you into the new rate. Now, every lender have a different process of how they use the VA Earl. So depending on what lender we choose, we'll let you know what options you would have with that. So that's one thing I love about it. I've done the VA Earl with my loan, the rates drop. We're able to uh, get, get the loan done without getting an appraisal. So uh, minimum documentation, no appraisal allows that veteran to reduce their interest rate. The other thing is going back to um, how the VA protects their veterans. So say worst case scenario, I wouldn't want this for really anyone, but it's one of those things that happen. It happens all the time. So if you have a veteran that's um, running to hard times, either a job loss or something happened with the economy like uh, the pandemic happened a couple of years ago and you find yourself getting behind on your payments, the VA is going to do everything they can to help you uh, either uh, modify that loan that you have or save the house for you just in general so you can reach out to the va and they will give you your your different options so that's one thing i really love about having a va loan we really want to ensure that the veteran understands that we are here for you and we're here to protect your your investment and your assets so if you run into a situation like that you can reach out to the va and we do have representatives that will speak to you about your current situation to see what the ways that they can help assist, so you do not lose your home. So I just want to make sure we're clearing that you don't hear that a lot, and I know it's not the shiny object as it as it comes to a VA loan, but I want to make sure that you understand that there's a lot of options that's here. Okay, so uh, we get your COE uh, from the beginning, get your COE, uh, find a property that works out for you. Uh, also, we get you approved with your pr- pre-approval, or we could do a conditional approval to, to just make sure that that loan is just more solid for you when you're trying to write an offer. Uh, you find a home, uh, you write an offer on that property, you discuss, discuss the different strategies that we have with that. Uh, so you could go above asking, you could go below asking, you could come in at asking. There's a lot of different ways you can come in with a strategy uh, with your VA loan. Uh, Then also after your contract, you know, what happens with the VA appraisal, uh, what different scenarios that we have with the VA appraisal, uh, what's your house have been appraised. So what uh, could happen, hopefully, you know, it just comes in and appraised and a lot of times it may appraise more than what you wanted for the property in the first place. So it just depends. So we went through the different steps of uh, things that can happen, which would be Todd Water if the VA came in at a low appraisal amount. And the last thing is what could happen? happen b- beyond your, uh, your, your close date. So you can do a VA rate reduction loan. Once the rates start to decrease in our market, you have that option. Like I said, it's not like a full up refinance minimum documentation, no appraisal. And that's the VA Earl. And, uh, if you find yourself in a situation where you cannot make your payments, uh, on your VA loan, there's options for you. Uh, the biggest thing is if you're working with me, reach out to me, ask me questions. That's the cool thing about having a company that would be there with you no matter what. It uh, doesn't matter if you closed with me two or three years ago, the VA loan, and you want to find out what your options are, reach out to me and let's discuss those things. And don't forget, I didn't mention this through the whole video. Make sure you subscribe to my channel. Like I said, this is brand new for me, but I do have a podcast that's on audio. It's, it's called the same thing, the uh, mortgage motivation podcast. And I have a lot of episodes on there. And i really break down all the different loans that are available this it's not like the va loan is the only loan that we do but we wanted to start off with the va loan to give you more insight of what to expect so this is video two guys uh the third video we're going to go into if a veteran was to purchase a multi-unit a duplex you know how the va loan will work out for them and you become a landlord right from the beginning which is i think is truly awesome so we're going to talk about that that is video number three uh, if you have any questions about anything that I discussed i know we went over a lot and i think we are right at uh how many minutes almost 25 minutes so uh, we got some time in there uh, a lot to learn uh, could be but i want to make sure we come up with a lot of different options because not every single veteran that go through the va loan process is going to see the same exact thing but as i stated before we're going to break down the va loan in a lot of different ways through other videos that we're going to put out here on this channel. Okay. So look forward to working with you. Uh, look forward to seeing you on the third video. Like I said, make sure you subscribe and follow the channel. Hit the notifications button there so you can get so you'll be notified anytime I put out a new video. And thanks for all the support. I look forward to seeing you on video number three.